Blog Talk Radio. Listen to them freely on YouTube, and you can also get the CD from Amazon. 
And again, good morning. I'm your host, Reverend Sean McKinney. I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created for to provide an open-minded platform that focuses on the tenant. That Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for a spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible, but you may use any Bible you wish. I've had many spiritual experiences and in gratitude and remembrance I'm doing this this Bible study and ongoing Bible study meetings. Uh, I'm just focused on being my real self and carrying the message that has been given to me. The call-in number this morning is 619-924-9744. And Sacred Sundays airs every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, for opening prayer, let's say together, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And we pray for all the Christians being persecuted worldwide. Their freedom to worship and lives are in jeopardy. And there's been numerous news resources that I've looked up and they found out that they were crucifying Christians in Syria. And Christians have been removed entirely from Mosul and other towns. Please, God, send your Archangel Michael to protect uh, people from these evil ones and protect them and all your angels. Watch over everybody, please. I want to thank you so much for the help of those people on that mountaintop that were stuck and that we sent aid over there. I want to thank our president for that. Thank you for helping them. Our prayer is to go out to all the other ones that suffer in the world, including animals who can't speak for themselves. Pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of the policymakers. They have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries for their problems as suffering from all over the world. Our leadership is appointed by God, and we need to pray for them. I know that the angels are working overtime to correct our mess in this world, and who are in time, some people are in deep, deep trouble. So please pray for each other. Pray every day. It doesn't cost you anything, but it gives you everything. Please pray. I know that the angels and God and all his saints and the Blessed Mother watch over us every day because I do feel that. And I also keep everybody in my prayers. And um, God bless you. I love you for that. We ask this in Jesus' name. We ask him to bless us and help us grow under his loving care. And everyone and their families are in our prayers this morning. Thank you very much. Amen. I want to wish everybody a happy birthday. Well, we have a lot of birthdays this morning. Richard Bailey, Jenny Church, Kate Cannon, Jack Emery, Wilson Gorento, uh, Kate Kaye, uh, Margaret Vaughn, Wes Powell, and Christopher Roth. I wish you all a very, very fun and happy birthday. You're truly blessed. Be blessed and prosperous throughout this year to come. If you do have an anniversary or birthday you want me to mention on air, because this is a live show, uh, just let me know. Just either Facebook me and message me, or you can call the show and, and say so. Um, so uh, if you have a present special prayer request or a positive intention, the phone number this morning is 619-924-9744. I also found another Bible resource, www.biblegateway.com, and, of course, www.biblia.com. Dot com for your Bible resource if you don't have a Bible. And you can just go online and follow with us. 
you know, last week's reading was Acts 5, and the purging and persecution had begun, and uh, also the Sanhedrin Jews were uh, just uh, vicious and worried in their attack against uh, what was being preached, and they were actually telling people to stop preaching about Jesus and actually stop mentioning his name. And uh, that didn't go over too well with the apostles, and of course it didn't happen. Now, since this is happening, the things are escalating, and this week is Chapter 6, and choosing collaborators, those who will carry on the ministry, and the apostles, and the apostles, uh, and uh, people that are collaborating against uh, Jesus, and uh, the disciples, anyway. And then the apostles will begin to uh, get murdered. You know, now Jesus told them to expect persecution, and it wasn't long in coming. But he also promised that the Holy Spirit would give them words needed. Peter and John were very bold when hauled against the high council. This must have taken the Jewish leaders by surprise, for they expected fishermen to be intimidated and not to resist their threats. The resounding answer is, is good for all Christians at all times. We must obey God as ruler rather than men. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. It's interesting that the prayers of the believers have followed quoted Hebrew scriptures and asked God to hear the threats uttered against them, which were actually threats against God and Christ. They express faith that God will continue to give them Holy Spirit to keep doing miracles in Jesus' name. And as they continued to faithfully proclaim the resurrection of Jesus and share that no needy people were among them, because remember they were sharing. So that was our wonderful a lesson last week. So let's go ahead and, and read this week. So everybody get out your Bible. I want to thank my faithful listeners and those who also listen in archives. It's listened in archives hundreds and hundreds of times. And I want to thank you uh, who's doing this. And I hope that um, our little Bible study here is helping you and uh, can give you some uh, comfort. And uh, I God bless you for that. Okay, we're going to begin reading chapter 6, Acts chapter 6. Choosing collaborators. Now at this time, while the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, it is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Therefore, the brethren select among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry and to the word. That statement found approval with the whole congregation, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Procterius, Nicander, Timon, Parmenius, and Nicholas, a prophecy from uh, Antioch. And these they brought before the apostles, and after praying, they laid their hands on them. The word of God kept spreading, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith, Stephen, the first martyr, the stirring of the people. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people, with some men from what was called the synagogue of the freedmen, including both Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and some of the 
Cilicia and Asia rose up and argued with Stephen, but they were unable to cope with the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people, the elders, the scribes, and they came up to him and dragged him away and brought him before the council. They put forward false witnesses who said, This man increasingly speaks against the holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Nazarene Jesus will destroy this place and alter the customs which Moses handed down to us. And fixing their gaze upon him, all who were sitting in the council saw his face like a face of an angel. So that's a little short chapter, and we're going to read the notes to this. Now, Hellenistic Jews, Hebrews, the former were the Greek-speaking Jewish Christians from Jewish settlements and lands outside Israel, known as the dispersion or the dysphoria, and the latter were Aramaic-speaking Jewish citizens, Christians. Let me do that again, I'm sorry. Hellenistic Jews, this, we're starting at uh, 6, verse 1. Hellenistic Jews and the Hebrews. The former were Greek-speaking Jewish Christians from Jewish settlements and lands outside Israel, known as the dispersion or the dysphoria, and the latter were Aramaic-speaking Jewish Christians. And then we go on to 2. Serve tables. The tables of food for the widows or of money the Greek word for serve is one from which we derive deacon. But these men were deacons only in the sense of being servants. They were not yet deacons in the latter sense of officers in the church. So then they were there to serve the widows. Their qualifications were males, believers, reputable, spiritual, and wise. All seven had Greek, not Jewish names. Two, Stephen and Philip, quickly achieved prominence in their vigorous evangelism. So they're all had Greek names. Hmm. Lay their hands on them. The laying on of the hands was a formal sign of appointment of service. The right indicates a link and association between the parties involved. Sometimes it is related to healing or to the impartation of the spirit or as here, as a sign of ordination of a special service. And then 6-7. The tearing of the veil in the temple at the time of Christ's death may have been a factor in the conversion of these priests. Interesting. Let's read the seven again so we can find out who these priests were. Remember we read that the word of God kept on spreading and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. So he's saying the tearing of the veil may have left an impression on these people. Freedmen. These were Jewish freedmen or descendants of men freed from slavery from the various places mentioned in the verse. They had their own synagogue in Jerusalem. Then the council. The council consists of the Sanhedrin. Perhaps Stephen had referred to Jesus' words in John 2:19, which is enemies twisted. Hmm. And that will be the end of the notes for that chapter. So next week we're going to go on to read chapter 7. The Sermon of Stephen. So anyway, uh, let's go on to keep reading. You know, I found uh, I am in recovery and celebrating. Uh, every January I celebrate thirty. This this year will be my thirty fourth year of recovery, and um, it's been amazing. And I can't tell you how grateful I am to God. 
especially in light of uh, the sad things that have happened. You know, that Robin Williams had killed himself, and um, he had severe depression, and let's pray for Robin Williams' spirit. God, God bless and rest his soul, really. He suffered for years and years and years, and uh, we feel bad that anybody went to that length. And um, we are not to do that as Christians, but sometimes depression takes over and uh, people are powerless over this. So anyway, I'm I actually am reading it right now from a book uh, that I really, it's a manuscript form, and I never did make it to hardcover, but it's but Charles L. Whitfield, MD, has many books uh, you can find on Amazon, but this one is uh, one I really love, and it's a manuscript, and I remember... Uh, writing to him back in the day about getting several copies, which I gave away, but thankfully I have one more copy left. Uh, and it's called uh, Stress Management and Serenity During Recovery, Alcoholism and Spirituality. And, and that's what it's talking about. It's a transpersonal approach. But I always uh, and I really much enjoyed this book. Uh, since it's a manuscript, there's all kinds of drawings and uh, notes on the side and everything else. But... I wanted to read you the, the part that I like on praying. And it says praying. Praying is so similar to meditating that the two can be viewed as nearly identical. The 11 steps of AA, we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. I remember the first few times I read this step, it had little personal meaning for me. Sometimes later, during the night, dark, a dark night of my soul, a friend reminded me of it. I have since come to use it as one of the, my most frequent prayers. I have discovered its simplicity, its power, praying only for knowledge of will for his will for us and the power to carry that out. Indeed, I have learned that the members of this most rigorous religious and other spiritual orders or practices seek almost identical communication with their higher power. Some people have a problem with the word will, this is especially difficult in the third step. We made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Seeking knowledge of our higher power's will for us is usually not as difficult as turning our will and lives over. I have found a helpful clarification. We can think of our will as the will of our lower self or our ego or our mind, our will with a small w. It is the free will we have been given or that our ego has taken by contrast, the will of the universal consciousness, also the will of the self. On our early journey, the will of the self is what our self, which includes our lower self, needs to complete its return to itself, to our higher power. A Course in Miracle bypasses the struggle to resist the higher will by making a few suggestions. There is no strain in doing God's will as long as you recognize it as your own. So it's still God's will. It's still our will, which what I was taught is we we're trying to align it. Uh, anyway, and God's will for you is to complete peace and joy. Unless you experience this, you'll be refusing acknowledging his will. A real pleasure comes from doing God's will. And the AA slogans, let go and let God, and turn it over, in Acts steps 3 and 11 in our daily lives. Related to the concept of surrender, these are similar to the spiritual practice of many disciples, including the vow letting it be. I further discussed the concept of will briefly under working a self-help program. So then he goes on talking about self-help programs. So uh, what I'm saying is if you have any problems, please get somebody to help. Go If you're part of the world where there, there isn't any 
such formal help, you know, you can start creating a meeting, a support meeting of like-minded people, you know, and we'll go through the 12 steps. And if you want to know what they are, just and if you are online listening to this, go online and look for the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And you can start a group anywhere using those steps. And you can use those steps to, to work through many, many issues. And I encourage you to start a group, go to a therapist, and whatever you do, please don't kill yourself. God loves you so much, but he doesn't want you to go back to him too soon. We're here to learn. We're here to learn. And you can't just jump out of class and go early. I know, I know people do. I have struggled with those feelings of my, for myself in the past and struggle with depression. And it is a struggle, but get help for it. I'm asking you, please, people. I can't tell you. Um, I God bless Robin Williams and his family. Um, I cried for three days straight over the whole thing because, you know, people are leaving us too soon. And I just um, I got mad at the end, and then I actually got over that even too. Now I'm just, uh, I feel bad. And I, I hope what we focus on now is the positive that he left behind. So please, if you're feeling really low like that, please get help. Call somebody, do something. And if you can't move, just ask God to help you where you are, you know. And uh, I just love you so much, and I don't want anything to happen to you, and that's just the way I feel. So as it, as we, our meeting comes to a close this morning, I just want to tell you again how much I love you, how much that I appreciate you, uh, you know, just tuning in every Sunday and sharing this message with me. God bless you for that. And lots of love to you. You know, and in closing, let's say our traditional serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. God bless you. God bless you. I can't even tell you enough how valuable you are, how beautiful and wonderful you are. All of us were born perfect, no matter how we're born. We have to love how we are because God made us this way. And just love ourselves and love each other and be a friend to your friends. And reach out. Reach out to others so you don't have to be so lonely. In closing, may God bless you and keep you in his loving arms so you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, you're never alone. I love you. You know, Jesus loves you and God loves you so much. And I pray that your dreams come true and true love lives in your heart. Remember, you can message me uh, here on the show. You can also message me on Facebook. And uh, you can reach me at my uh, email address, citizenmccain at hotmail.com. And be sure to let me know if you have a suggestion or you want to tell your story next Sunday, same time, 11 a.m. And bye, my friends, and God bless you, and happy trails to you always. Love you. God bless you.